Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Ask Holly. I'm joined by Holly Salmon, CEO of the Better Business Bureau. And today you're going to share valuable tips and information as we choose a care facility for a loved one. And sooner or later, most of us are going to be dealing with this in our lives. Yeah, you know, this is a decision that um, oftentimes we don't consider having to make until we're in the throes of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently um, helped find a facility for loved ones and you don't realize how stressful the decision is going to be because it's not just choosing a facility that the family can afford that is a good safe quality place for your loved one um, but also you forget that when it comes time to make that decision you've probably got other stressors at home in dealing with their care their ongoing care until you can get to the point of placing them into that facility so really you know making this decision before you're in the throes of an all-out emergency or in a situation where you absolutely uh, almost have to place someone um, really it is doing yourself a favor so we wanted to give um, people tips today so that they can hopefully choose a facility Mm -hmm. that they can trust, that they can feel good about, um, because this is such a stressful time for families. So as you toured facilities, Mm -hmm. you knew how to ask all the right questions. Can you share with with people what those questions are, the most important ones to really decipher? You know, it was funny when I toured the facilities, um, you know, I was touring for a loved one. um, And just like business owners, you know, you may be an expert in uh, uh, roofing, but you're not an expert in uh, nursing care. Mm-hmm. You may be an expert in swimming pools, but you're not an expert in teaching. So, um, you know, I was not an expert in this, but um, because of what I do at Better Business Bureau, um, I do kind of ask questions for a living. Um, and what I know about spending money and signing contracts is ask every question. And if the person I'm sitting across from isn't willing to answer my questions, I'm in the wrong place. So I asked all the questions. And what I realized after touring um, three different facilities, four different facilities, Uh, you really, you know, as it would be with choosing a contractor, choosing um, a child care provider, once you've met several, you kind of start to understand what's important to you, mm-hmm. what's a good fit for your family, um, and so your questions get even better. But I did learn a lot through the process and had some information that I felt like would be useful to share with people mm-hmm. to hopefully make their process a little less stressful. Well, I love some of the pointed questions you asked. One of them was, you know, is the family able to visit unannounced 24-7? And that's pretty important, right? Yeah. You know, whether it be an assisted living facility, an independent living facility, Mm -hmm. or a nursing home, you want to understand what kind of access will I have to my loved one? Mm -hmm. And also, who will have access to my loved ones? Um, Can anyone visit my loved one? Um, In some cases, the answer would be yes. And in some cases, the answer would be no. You will provide us a list of people um, who can visit your loved one, just depending on um, the situation. Um, Can I visit you know my my loved one late at night Mm -hmm. um how will i access the building what kind of security measures are there in place to keep my loved one safe and to keep people from you know basically from the street walking in um to have access to these people who are you know already at risk um so you want to make sure that you understand that whether or not you have to kind of announce yourself or make a planned visit if you have to make a planned visit Mm -hmm. you have to understand why they 
they have that policy and if you're okay with that. And emergency preparedness, that is a super important question that I think sometimes gets overlooked because you're hung up on, you know, cost and level of care and logistics. Yeah, and that was one question. It was funny, as I toured these facilities, I asked each of them that question, and that raised a few eyebrows, um, and I think um, that was one of the reasons pretty quickly each of the facilities that I toured said, no, where exactly do you work? <laughs> that was, that <laughs> um, was a giveaway. <laughs> because, you know, but when there's a hurricane coming, mm -hmm. and I'm preparing my family and my pets and my home for the storm, I want to know that my loved ones who are in a facility here in town are also being cared for and provided for. What happens if you have a loved one who needs to be on oxygen? What happens if you have a loved one in a facility um, and the power goes out mm -hmm. for an extended period of time? Oftentimes seniors are, are very um, uh, temperature, you know, cold sure. uh, or heat, they're not very temperature tolerant. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you understand what is their emergency preparedness. Uh, what happens when the power is out for an extended period of time? Uh, how are you going to feed these people? Um, how many hospitals are nearby? Things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you also want to understand if that facility is also um, an evacuation uh, shelter for local facilities. Mm -hmm. um, I toured several facilities where they were an evacuation shelter for other facilities. Mm. So I want to understand, is my loved one going to be um, displaced mm -hmm. because of other people coming in to shelter in the facility? What's your plan for that? Um, so you want to ask those questions so that if we're staring down a storm, you know that your loved one is taken care of. And also, as you pointed out, you need to be very clear on the level of care that your loved one requires versus a level of care that they're capable of delivering. Right. And then the financial aspects, yeah. including itemized billing. I thought that was a great tip. Yeah, what happens generally when you're um, considering an assisted living or an independent living facility um, and even a nursing home is they will be assessed by the facility before they move in mm -hmm. so that the facility understands what they're capable of and what type of care they will need. And oftentimes the amount of care will directly correlate to the amount of the monthly expenses. Um, the more care you need, the more expensive it's going to be. You want to make sure that you completely understand um, how much for the first resident and if there's a spouse that does not need care, how much for that resident, um, how much for the level of care that we need. Mm -hmm. um, are there added expenses I should be aware of. If my loved one goes into the hospital for an extended period of time, am I still paying full rate mm -hmm. for that month? It's you just want to know. The answer may be yes, but you don't want to be surprised when that happens. You just want to know. You want to ask things like, will there be additional charges for cable, Wi-Fi, uh, a telephone, um, a pendant, they have emergency pendants at most of these facilities. Uh, you want to understand, is that an additional monthly charge? You want to understand how much am I going to be paying every month that is a predictable dollar amount? How much could I be paying and, and what other things could I be paying for that are add-ons? For example, most of the facilities will offer um, manicures, pedicures, haircuts, things like that. Almost always those are additional charges, so you want to understand that going into it. Uh, if a family member is, is covering the expenses for a loved one to be in a facility, 
you don't want to have um, expenses that could kind of go out of control um, because then that becomes a a real panic situation. And Holly, you know, it's also important to look at the staff turnover, right? Are they turning and burning staff? Is there longevity? And you have a right to ask those questions. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's important when you're, um, you know, touring schools for your children, you want to know what's the tenure of these teachers, um, because that says something too Mm -hmm. about the management of a school, for example. Um, Same thing with caregivers. You want to understand how seasoned are these caregivers, um, because that may mean, you hope that it means, you have a higher level of care, a higher level of skill, Mm -hmm. um, that these people really are invested in this property and in this community. Um, If you have all very new caregivers and if you have a high level of turnover, the residents may not get a chance to really get to know their caregivers. And when you're receiving this level of care and often, um, you know, very intimate care, you want your loved one to be able to get to know their caregivers. And if there's a high amount of turnover, that may cause disruption, especially for memory care patients, you know, who may not do as well with change. You just want to understand what can I expect? What's the track record been as far as uh, staffing of caregivers and things like that? Do you, you know, do you keep your employees? Have these employees been doing this for a while? Um, you have every right to ask, but you want to ask that question before you move in. You want to ask that question before you sign a contract. And of course, the Better Business Bureau is a great resource in this research process as you are looking for that perfect facility to care for a loved one. Better Business Bureau would certainly uh, receive and handle complaints from consumers as it relates to um, not quality of care uh, as far as health care, but we would as far as uh, billing and oftentimes um, service as far as customer service. Um, That's why I gave the advice of itemized billing. You want to make sure you understand exactly what your monthly expenses are and how you got to that price tag. Um, But certainly we hear from consumers and we process complaints and, and you can come to us and look to see what kind of complaints we may have received. You also want to make sure, though, that you look to see um, what do the reports look like from recent um, site visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, how do their licenses look? Mm-hmm. Um, are they in good order? Have they had complaints against their license? Uh, and you also want to look to see, um, because it is public record, um, their inspection reports. Have there been citations? What were the nature of those citations? And where would someone go for those sorts of public information? So it really just depends on the type of facility. Certainly Mm -hmm. you can contact Better Business Bureau and we can point you in the right direction depending on your need. Yeah, because as you said, the site inspections are super important. They can be very telling. Mm -hmm. And again, like we say with so many things, giving yourself enough time to do your homework um, can allow you to make really good educated decisions so that you're not in an emergency situation where you have to just pick a facility Uh, you don't want to move your loved one uh, more often than you have to. It's very disruptive and difficult for them. So you want to make the right decision the first time. And Better Business Bureau can certainly be there to help you do that um, because this is a really difficult time for families and they want to know they've made the right decision. It's great information. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes of the Ask Holly podcast, you can email Holly at askholly at WKM 
WKMG.com. And of course, check out the podcast on WKMG's clickorlando.com. Yeah. Go to the Better Business Better Business Bureau website as yeah. well. BBB.org. So. Um, and you can find information there on um, companies across North America. Uh, and also, um, you know, not so much about um, choosing a care facility, but certainly Scam Tracker is something that's always available to people. Um, you know, another thing about um, putting your family into a care facility or choosing a care facility, you want to make sure that you remain involved. Um, you remain involved in um, the mail that they're receiving, um, how they're spending their money, things like that. Because even uh, when your loved one is in a facility and they're physically uh, health-wise mm-hmm. taken care of, they still can fall victim to scams and things. They're still receiving phone calls. Right. They still may be receiving emails. So you want to make sure that you don't uh, that this decision isn't the last time that you take responsibility for their care and their their health and happiness. Um, so Scam Tracker, getting back to that, Scam Tracker can be a good place for you to go to see what are people falling victim to, what are people reporting. It's great information. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Holly, and we will see you back yeah. for the next one. Yeah, thank you.